maybe you're in fact wrong. Maybe you need to revise your outlook. Then you are still capable of growing and evolving as a person. For you are capable of expressing self-doubt, of nurturing an open-mindedness. This is the invisible maybe. So, so much like me, yeah. you like very little in this world. Yeah. Because most everything, most things are disappointing. Yeah. But you like magic. Oh, yes. So I thought. Well, magic I, about not reality, right? Yeah. In some ways, we think we would like it to be. Magic and mentalism. Yeah. You recently went to a conference, which, yes. which I'd like to talk about. All right. Um, but uh, uh, so, so th- this is, th- I want to know about it. Uh, all I know, uh, I started watching. Magic, if you will, uh, back in the day uh, when Copperfield and Henning yeah. were head to head on NBC, yeah, and CBS, I think one of them was one, and one of them was the other, uh, and um, uh, they, I think, magic on television is silly mm-hmm. because me personally, because for example, I I, I recently saw a um, a doc. A fifteen-minute YouTube doc, yeah, um, uh, showing how Copperfield back in the day, back in those the, the days, uh, how he made an elephant disappear, yeah, and it was fake, and the audience there was in on it, and see that's the problem with television. Uh, but uh, uh, so, what do you think about the reality of magic and mentalism? Uh, in today's world, uh, do you think it has a place? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it when when the the mass magician came out some years ago on Fox with exposure, mm-hmm. some magicians thought, oh God, this is going to be the internet. Even even you, even the the internet, you can if right. you know the name of what it's called, right? You can find out about it. Sure, you know, just by which you couldn't do in the past. Yeah, but what I find really fascinating still about magic is if you look at at um, or, or even talk to guys today. And if somebody say, I, w- I want to get into it, or um, how, how do I learn? They'll, go, they'll bring you back to the same books, the same sources that I learned from mm. back in the 70s. Okay. Those are still the seminal texts. And um, they'll update them in some ways. And, and, and things change just like any other style. Uh, it magic more recently, and by recently, I mean like the last 15, 20 years, mm. has become more of this walk around type where... It's an informal setting. You see a lot of things that are done on the strip here yes. in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Um, it's there's no table. There isn't any any formal get together, so it tends to be. I tend not to like it because to me, in a lot of ways, and there's even something now a branch which is brand new, which I really don't like, and I don't think you would like it either, called uh, social media magic. <laughs> I guarantee it's, that. John. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this stuff on social media that looks amazing. Yes. Magic stuff. It's because it only looks amazing when it's filmed yes if you see it up and, and the lighting has to be right it's very impractical but it's great for social media yeah so to me that's not that's may as well be cgi i have i have a, a great number of friends in the entertainment industry and i have attended um in in both professional capacity and as an attendee yeah. many many events uh and walk around magicians are part of that yeah yeah now they they are um, competent to do that, they probably have, you know, and I'm guessing probably ten or so 
uh, illusions, um, uh, close up, you know, person yeah, to person yeah, sure. kind of thing, uh, that they do throughout the evening. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I don't know the level of magician they are. What would you say they are? Well, it depends on what, what they're doing. Um, well, most most of work it, can be pretty good. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's those I, are tough. When you cannot control the environment. Yeah. There are certain things, we you know, common question when somebody's looking at something, how are the angles? Mm-hmm. It, it, can somebody be behind me? Yes. And is it going to be, is it going to expose something? Right. Uh, right. Like on a stage show, the magician is in complete control of the staging. The right. seats are going to be here. We used to get that complaint about Melinda. At the at somebody said where I was sitting, I could see how the stuff was done. Right. Because of the bad, uh, the poor uh, way that they had the, the the stage set up, that somebody could see behind her. Sure. And could see how some of this stuff worked, and it spoils the illusion. Right. So I don't blame them for you know people say I want to know how it's done. No, you don't. A lot of this stuff, when you look at it, is just like, oh, is that it? Yeah. Um. It's it's it, it, and what I like about mentalism is when you, it, it's a much slower type of effect. It's more interactive. Uh, a lot of magic has to be faster. See, you don't say something that that you can just show it to them. Like I have a, here's a deck of cards. Well, of course I can see it. You don't have to tell me what it is. But mentalism, it really needs to have that personal touch because it really is a a way of I mean the illusion of of of, of thought control or or thought reading or something along those lines. Right. Um, so there has to be that that um, that uh, interaction with the between the mentalist and his audience or mm-hmm. or whatever magic not necessarily so but 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 a lot of stuff is just so wham bam and you think oh wow that was just eye candy but it didn't have any deeper meaning you know magic has always been based in that yeah um when you you know it was it was used by shaman you know centuries ago thousands of years ago as as a way of teaching well you know? now now as i read about it yeah. and and talk to you and talk to other entertainers yeah you know magic got its uh start well you know many many years ago obviously, yeah yeah uh hundreds of years ago but but got its start in the con yeah and that it's still that yeah and especially mentalism yeah now do you how do you feel about a con game as entertainment well it's not it's honest con game yeah. because you know it's not real you know that i that i fooled you do people i hope so I mean, can you take a hundred people? I mean, there's going to be one guy. Yeah. And one, well, you, you one mean girl. a mentalist trick or a mentalist? Well, you take a hundred yeah. people and you take, um, you know, you, you give them, I can't think of a mentalist right now. You give them, uh, there's many on, on yeah. late night shows. Yeah. But you give them a magician, you know? Yeah. And there's going to be two people or three or five or 10% yeah. that are going to believe somehow that person did that without any pre-prep yeah and it's not yeah. a con and yeah. that they believe in magic and and uh, yeah and there were some i mean unicorns you know, and the, angels yeah within the within the within the industry or within the trade yeah there, there are people that look down on that yeah um you know james randy who has been an expo has always battled with yuri geller yuri geller okay, and he will yeah. say geller is a is a really uh very skilled magician very skilled and i would have nothing but praise for the guy if he just basically said, I do this for entertainment. Right. Um, and Kreskin, when I was a kid, you know, and I'm watching this, I'm 10, 12 years old watching Kreskin on Mike Douglas show. Yes. And he never said that he was basically doing magic tricks. Um, he always came across as like, maybe I can, because really, he, he looked the dorky role of somebody who was really intelligent. Right. You know, uh, uh, so, so, um, 
most of them don't do that. They'll say that they're psychic entertainers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, there are some psychological ploys that you use. I say, wow, that takes a lot of balls. Yeah. Because, you know, what I find with mentalism and magic is where magic is almost surefire. Yeah. There's always more of a risk of, a, of failure with mentalism because there is that chance that, you know, how you, how you select somebody. Right. Uh, how, how, how you can, you know, willing, how cooperative they're going to be. So sure. they can really screw you up. Sure. But I think also with the mentalist is that, that that's always, that's ne- not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like the idea of there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. If, if I'm asking you to think of a three digit number and, and I write it down and then you come out and you say 765, it, the fact that I wrote down 764, that makes it almost seem more real. True. You know, true. because I thought, oh, you know, I, I couldn't decide if that was a four or if it was a five or a six. In my mind, I couldn't quite see that. Now, do you think uh, you've obviously met, met and spoken with quite a few magicians yeah. and mentalists yeah. and of, of all levels? Yeah. Do you, are they insulted by, by, well, magicians, for example, are they insulted by saying it's all fake? And are they insulted like the pro wrestlers of, of yesteryear yeah, yeah. used to be insulted? Yeah. Um, until they had to admit it was just sports entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and are mentalists insulted by saying not only is it all fake, but you're a con guy, you're a con man, you know, yeah. and you're just, when you step off the stage, you're probably going to go three card Monty on the strip. Yeah. You know, are they insulted? Do they want to be called artists? I think it's going to depend on. On their personality and what you know, you take a guy like Ricky Jay. Yes. And Ricky Jay was a phenomenal card guy. Yeah, I mean, very he's very sorry honest. He's gone, he's yeah. gone but yeah. he was, and but 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 he of course magicians are, and he pointed out because we're honest con men, because we're telling you we're not going to take your money. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you, you know, this is the three card Monty game, mm-hmm. and you're going to guess where, where do you think the ace is now. You think it's there? No, it's over here. Now I haven't you haven't played for any money, right? So it's just there for entertainment. But 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 the 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 texts and the books that we use come from the same source of the you know the the the, the real card uh, handlers the mechanics bible it was a book the magicians were just referred to as Erdnays it was expert at the card table you can still buy it anywhere you go to Barnes and Noble I'm sure they have a copy of it for four ninety five or seven ninety five the copy I have I think was a dollar ninety five because it goes back. So long. And Erdnays. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're going to answer my question. Yeah. Yeah. Erdnays wrote it probably, I can't remember, but in the 1800s. Okay. Um, But it is a, it is a treatise on, on card cheating. Okay. But those techniques are still used by the honest, I think, honest card magician. Okay. Who's not taking anybody's money. He's just entertaining. He might take your money if you pay him for a show, right? Or or put out his tip. Did you like that trick? Gee, well, that was good. Right. You know, my signed car ended (laughs) up in his wallet. So like the uh, street performers, they take donations. Yes, they'll take a donation. Now, uh, let me skip backwards just a little bit. Did uh, the mass magician ever reveal who who he was? No, we, we, people kind of knew who he was. Who's, uh, I don't know. I believe it was a, um, oh God, was it, I think it was Valentine Vox. Oh, was his name? I, I believe. Okay. I think that's. I'd have to look that up. I don't I, want. If it wasn't him, I don't want him to, to, uh, come. But I believe that's who it was. Well, he was basically, you know, he was ostracized. Well, I'm gonna in yeah, the of group. Course, sure. Yeah. The other thing that really pissed some people off is that the methods that he exposed weren't the real ones that most of us are familiar with. I think he, in some ways he made up ones. Oh, okay. And that were plausible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I seem to remember two or possibly three uh uh specials that, yeah, that they yeah, had for that's it right. did well yeah people love that yeah. people love to ruin magic yeah 
Now, th- that... You know, everybody loves a mystery. It's the same thing yeah. with the Kennedy assassination. If they find out for 100%, you know, we we solved this. Yeah. It is completely solved. There are going to be people that are going to be disappointed. Whatever it is. Right. Oswald did it. The CIA did it. Um, you know... Well, if uh, you believe Scorsese and the Irishman, the mob did it. The mob did it. Whoever <laughs> it was, if they came out and said, no, yeah. we, have, we have irrefutable I- information now. We've right. got forensics. We've got everything... This is what happened. There are people who say, oh, I'm disappointed. The same yeah. thing they find out who the Zodiac Killer is. Really? I, it was that guy? Oh, I'm disappointed. You know, I have to agree with that. I think there's the, there's a, the mystery and mystique of things uh, I, I think should be left alone. Yeah. Two, two examples that are not magic, right? Well, one might yeah. be considered magic. Uh, the Shroud of Turin. Yeah. They absolutely, you know, yeah, said we know that wasn't yeah. Christ. It's still and pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, my <laughs> it's God. It's really cool. Yeah, and I think, it's, I think the technology with which they prove that is very cool, the carbon yeah. dating. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, oh, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not Jesus. Yeah. On the other side of it, one, one that was near and dear to my heart uh, the Loch Ness monster. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to believe Nessie's there, yeah. You know, yeah. and if you sit down for five minutes by yourself in a dark room, you know that she's not. Yeah. But, but you want to know. You want to think that she's there. Yeah. And I'm I'm certainly not going to go swimming in the Loch Ness. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I some of the mis- mystery needs to be left alone. Yeah. And that's probably why I didn't watch those masked uh, magician yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins. Because I, I had a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. I don't want to know how it's done. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they they, they enjoy it as, as such. They yeah. don't really want to know. And when you, when you think of, you know, probably when you think of the quintessential. A stage illusion it's sawing a woman in half <laughs> right i mean it, actually it's halves because there's two but oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, now that that illusion was invented it's interesting it was invented by a guy named pt selbit right after the end of world war one mm. and and at that time because it, that had been the great war right i mean it was shocking the number of casualties right that really at its heart what that effect is what that illusion is is death and resurrection there's a woman and she is cut in half. Mm-hmm. She's killed and then brought back to life. Right. So you have, I mean, that goes back to uh, to biblical times. Yes, Jesus di- dies and is resurrected. Right. Um, but also, you know, there you, you get criticism of it being a sex, it's sexist. You know, the it's always a woman. Well, Melinda did it with a guy and it is not as effective. And the reason is, is because women bring life into the world. They, the mother earth, Right, we still say it that way. Yeah, um, they are they are who bring life into the world. So mm-hmm. if, when you um, uh, maim and when you destroy the female, then there is no chance for bringing more life into the world. So huh. it, it is more effective that way, is in terms psychologically, I think, and why that illusion in in many forms is it, still performed today. Right, there's different. Ways. You sure. see a guy, he does something else. He cut, cuts you up into six pieces. Right. Um, right. It's still the same thing. Yeah. Cut and restored rope, right? You cut it. I, I, death and resurrection. I put it back together. Right. Uh, it doesn't have the same effect because the rope isn't alive. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's how it works at that, at that Very mythological level. I thought it was more of a power thing. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, I don't want to yeah. get anywhere near to yeah. the sphere of women and their power today. But, um, uh, you know, a woman cutting a man in half um, seems uh, it would be discounted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be, oh, and there is that, too. That's yeah. why a lot of women don't. And there aren't very many um, 
uh, female magicians. There are some, and there's mm-hmm. some really good ones. Yeah, yeah. They're just number wise, if you go to a conference or a convention, right. you're going to see predominantly men. I yeah. mean, there are some, but I don't know. They're, um, well, and I think, I don't know. If you look, uh, I'd have to see some numbers, but men are. Men are more influenced by by magic and fantasy, yeah. and fiction and science fiction and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's the, a giant horde of girls and women that'll yeah. say that's not true, yeah. but I think that is true. I think yeah. that men outweigh, and we want to see all those fantastical things. Probably the same with gaming. I mean, I yeah. know some women that I mean they'll play games casually, yeah, but maybe not to the point of the the nerd. You know, the the guy who just sits mm-hmm. in his mom's basement. And and plays the games all day. Yeah, that's and true. Really gets into it. Go yeah. to go to the game shop. You know, see some girls. Yeah, it was the same with comic books. You yeah. know, the girls that I knew, I didn't know very many that read comic books. Mm-hmm. But the ones that did, they didn't read the same ones that I did. The, they they read Archie and 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 things like that. They didn't really mm-hmm. read the superheroes. Mm-hmm. So 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 I seem to th- being being a person that is doesn't necessarily have an affinity for magic. Yeah. Um, as an entertainment form. I, I've noticed that there seems to be a resurgence, a little one, yeah. a, a, a little blip, but, but there seems to be a few shows, and I might as well bring up the, the next thing I was going to talk about is, is, is YouTube. Yeah. You know, the, the seven, the eight, the 15 minute clip, you know, Penn and Teller have, uh, 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 fool us, fool yeah, Penn and yeah, Teller. Yep. You know, and and do you think it's coming back? Do you think it's just uh, stretching its legs again, and it's just it's never going to rise? Yeah, the- I, I don't think it'll ever go away. In the yeah. sense that, again, t- talking about about these these quintessential illusions, the other one that everybody has heard of, we use it. It's it's in the it's in our colloquial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, is pulling a rabbit out of a hat? Now, personally, I've never seen it performed. <laughs> you know, I've never seen uh, not live. No, no not yeah. live. I've never seen a magician do it. Now I knew some did. Paul Daniels, the British magician, used to do it. I heard, but I never, I never actually saw it. Yeah. But again, working on a level of of myth and and psychology, it's mm-hmm. where does life come from? It's right. a basic mystery. And rabbits, we know, we we use that expression of fucking like rabbits, right? Because right. they they procreate at at a at a at a Incredible rate, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Multiplying rabbits. So you have an empty hat, it's thin air, and all of a sudden you're pulling a rabbit out of it. And, right. And it's just like, wow, where did that come from? So yeah. it's it's a basic, you know, philosophical question. So I think there's always that that desire for it in the same way that movies aren't going to go away. You know, yeah. it's interesting that the first people who made motion pictures mm-hmm. uh, were magicians, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Malays. Okay. The Frenchman was the, a magician, yeah. okay. you know. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cy Enfield, who was a um, movie director until he got blackballed from from Hollywood for being a communist, mm-hmm. and he went to England. Um, but he made movies like Zulu and uh, 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 Kalahari. Can't think of the full title. Uh, oh gosh, it'll yeah. come to me. Yeah, he made those movies. He was he started as a magician. Oh, is it uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, now, do you think do you think that magic can only exist on an entertainment on a broadcast entertainment level now on social media? YouTube being social media, in my yeah. opinion. Um, yes, it's a platform, uh, but I think it's still just basic social media. Um, do you do you think big stage magic is dead? No, I mean it'll come. Just like anything else here, you know, it was when we 
it it was big in the 90s and up to 2003 yeah. or 4. Yeah. If you think about how many magic shows were on the strip at that time, you had Siegfried and Roy right. at the Mirage. You had Caesar's Magical Empire, right. which was the dinner show. Um, you had uh, Jubilee, which had, which had, um, uh, 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 sorry, uh, Jubilee had Dirk Arthur. Dirk Arthur, yeah. Dirk Arthur. You had Spellbound at the uh, at Harris which had magic in right. it. Right. Uh, wasn't Rick Thomas, was it? No, Rick Thomas was at the Tropicana, which right. really bad is I know the magician. Yeah. At, at Harris, <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of his damn name. <laughs> <laughs> Not Matt yeah. King. No, Matt King was also at Harris. He did the day show. He's still there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you had Lance Burton, of course. Oh, well, yes. We had Melinda. Yeah. You know, um, you know, they were all over. Right. Uh, every hotel had it. And yeah. it just like, you know, but then when Cirque du Soleil came on, now everything is, every hotel has been infected with, with Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, acrobatics. And, and yeah. acrobatics. And there's going to come a time when people are going to say, well, you know what, I've, mm. yeah. I've seen enough guys, you know, balancing on a chair, right. whatever, and they're going to want to go so, back to so that. So do you think the, the broadcast, not only do I think the broadcast networks are dead, yeah. uh, but, uh, but do you think that, that, that the Copperfield, the Doug Henning, the Mass Magician, and all of that format, formulaic broadcast major four network, is, is that dead? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, you may have Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or one mm. of those will, will put on a, a good show. Because mm -hmm. really what had happened, it was one year after, it was what they had World's Greatest Magic. I think it was NBC. I was in Japan at the time, but I had my parents had recorded it for me, mm -hmm. sent me the videotape. Right. right after Thanksgiving, it was wildly popular. Mm. And after that, they had it every year. And that's when it, it came up again. But but those of us who've been in it know it goes up these peaks and valleys. Yeah. We kind of like the, the, the valleys because right, then sure. people drop out. And, um, you know, and it, it, it's annoying to some of us right. when we're even on a, a website that sells magic stuff. Mm. And somebody asks a question, can a 12-year-old do it? I hope not. <laughs> if they wanted it for their grandkid. No, right. you know, some of this stuff requires... Some I know it's it's you know practice, practice right. takes time, right? You know it's something like David Mamet had said about actors didn't like rehearsals, because rehearsing men it was the same thing as practice. Right. You're not good at something, yeah, and you have to go over it a lot of times <laughs> until you get good at it. Yeah, some of us enjoyed. I always for me I enjoyed the practice the most. I was like, oh the Christ, there's cards all over the floor. I can't do this. God damn it, I'm gonna do I'm gonna learn to do it and then I can do it. Whether or not I actually perform it for somebody, that was secondary. Yeah. Yeah. For me yeah. it was just like, wow, I can do that now. So does magic make YouTube interesting or is YouTube saving magic? That's a good question. I, I guess it's a little at least it gets it out there. Yeah. Um, you no longer have to be on the strip walking to have some guy come up to you and show you that you could just look at it on YouTube. Uh -huh, uh -huh. As long as, I mean, if somebody says, oh, that's cool, I wonder how we did it, and there's a little research and you find out and it's it's one and done. Yeah. As long as what's put up there is good, you well, know, you know of course, interest, hey, I want to see that guy. And, yeah, you know. and and I've recently kind of fallen into that, I, I won't call it a trap, because that's mean, but, yeah. um, you know, Shin Lim. Yeah, well, he's great. Uh, he, he's, he's uh, not only is he a tremendous magician. Yeah, he's a great magician. He's a, he's a great performer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and from what I understand, he takes great pains into putting together everything, every step, every note of music. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I think he won America's Got talent or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. silly thing is on nowadays yeah uh but uh, uh okay now let's go back to mentalism yeah are there any gifted people 
And when I say gifted, it's the only word that they ever use. Yeah. Gifted. Are there any gifted people? Have there ever been? I don't think so. I no. think I think that's something that we all... It's one of those things, if you had a superpower, what would you have? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I'd like to read minds. Mm-hmm. I think if you really could, you'd probably realize, gee, I, I wish I didn't know that's what they really thought about me. Right. Right. You know. So, so is no matter what, if a person says they're gifted, they have visions, they have feelings, they're in tune with, you know, the afterlife or the dead, it's just a con. Well, you know, there's a, there's a documentary, I guess it's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. Third Eye Spies, I think it is really interesting because yeah. it talked about, you know, CIA the fucking CIA threw so much of our money away. You know, first of all, you know they introduced LSD to the to the world. Yes, uh, in a bad way because they they were looking for ways of controlling somebody's mind. Sure, basically, because sure. they were so afraid that that's what the Russians were doing or the Soviets were doing, which they weren't, or the Chinese. Right. So we got to be every bit as bad as evil as they are. But no, no, it's not. <laughs> we're not being evil. But whatever. But but they also tried this remote viewing. Now, right. if you watch that series. Or that series, that, that, that documentary, they'll, they'll tell you that there were people that could do that. Now, I can say that I, I do think I know somebody from my past who demonstrated to me the ability to separate their consciousness from their body. I kind of think that that's maybe possible. I, I, don't, I can't discount it, yeah. the, the ability to do that. Um, but what the CIA found from all of their research was you cannot control somebody's mind. You can't brainwash them right. like that. You can break them down, right. but you can't necessarily then rebuild that yes. is something else. You can destroy, which our government is really good at. You can destroy, but you can't rebuild it in the shape that you want it to become. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, like I said, there's certain things that I'll just say, I, I can't, I can't say for sure. But uh, but of all the, the the ones I see on television or whatever, they don't claim to have powers. Um, no, you know. no. Now what do you th- there's a there's actually a, a History Channel yeah. uh, special coming out. It's an episodic uh, 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 stream, yeah. uh, and they they quote something that's already been in existence. Yeah. But what do you think about the Nostradamus effect as yeah. it regards mentalism? Yeah. Well, yeah, with Nostradamus, it's, it's really interesting. Probably, if you go to the bookstore, mm-hmm. at least if you, you know, if you went to, like Barnes & Noble, I guess is the only one left, but a brick and mortar store, and you look for the new age stuff or whatever, you go over to the shelf where they have all the Nostradamus books, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to find one, or you'd be very rare to find one that says this guy was full of shit. True. There are not very many, but there are. James Randi wrote one that showed that Nostradamus was full of shit. Yeah. And really what he said was was what people don't realize is very often Nostradamus went back and rewrote his quatrains, which were always their poetry. Right. So they don't come out and say, you know, the the king's going to die this way or whatever. That was how it was interpreted after the fact. Right. Right. Always after the fact. So he actually went back and would rewrite some of the quatrains after the fact and then republish it. Now, they didn't have the copywriting and publishing like they do today. No, true. So he would, but, but if the, to historians, they could find this. Well, wait, 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 this is a later edition. And these quatrains are different. Yeah. And these are the ones who are saying that this happened. Well, yeah, 
because it happened after the fact. Well, you know, I agreed. Yeah. And the other problem is uh, with with Nostradamus and anything that yeah. ha- has the Nostradamus effect is the is the reverse engineering of it. You take a situation and engineer it to the prophecy. Yeah. Oh, and they do that all the time. All, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I see. I'm looking forward to that particular presentation. I want to see exactly what they say. But they're basing it on his. I, I know he wrote several books. Yeah. Uh, um, but only the one uh, with the quatrains and prolific. I mean, over nine hundred. Yeah, quatrains. Uh, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think it's um, oh gosh, what's the book? Le Prophetise or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I think most of the things that they keep saying that what he that that uh, that some of the some of the 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 poetry the quatrains, um, still are are hitting the marks today. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I no. think we're making them exactly. Hit it's the same the mark. thing. After 9/11, there were people that were looking at, it, and I thought, how culturally arrogant can you be? Now think about it. Nostradamus lived hundreds of years ago. He's having a prophecy about a country that doesn't even exist, that right. hadn't even been quote unquote discovered by anybody in Europe at that time. Yet he's supposed, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden, this great country. What makes it great? Well, we all think we're great. My kids are. You know, people always think that their kids are the smartest and the best looking and they're right. I mean, everybody, oh, my kid, you know, <laughs> rags, whatever. Um, um, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw this. And, and of all the things that happened in history, no, no, no. He didn't predict the, the tsunami that killed 100,000 people around the world. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't do that. It was just, I mean, again, we're talking about an, a, a, an event. If you're thinking about world history. 9-11 is a big event in U.S. history, but not in world history. I mean, if you look at, at loss of life and what have you compared to the tsunami, you know, that, that hit Indonesia mm-hmm. uh, and, and killed people in Africa from the, you know, I mean, the earthquake was in, in Indonesia. Right. Uh, if you look at the catastrophe in Japan when they had their tsunami uh, that happened there, he didn't predict any of those. Right. I mean, those were right. those were really I mean, there are areas now of Japan because of the of the uh, of Fukushima that is no longer inhabitable. Right. It's a small island. You know, they've got a lot of people. Right. One thing they really can't afford is to lose land that people were living. in. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So so you've recently you've recently attended a conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, was it a conference of for individuals to enjoy like the disney has the d23 and yeah. where, where fans go yeah um it's just a giant you know thing to sell disney's yeah. new things yeah. uh but they go and enjoy all the new things and there's new announcements and everything else was that this no or? in fact of, of the people there it was a smaller it was a small gathering okay i was the only one that far as i know that was not a professional full-time mentalist oh okay um or somebody who made a good portion of their money through you know or or some of the guys were retired they'd had a profession police Mm -hmm. couple of guys was then he retired and now he does shows and he's a performing mental i was the only one that does not perform you know uh professionally right so um but but because of my of my long history with it uh, not so much with Menelin, but with with magic, and because I had read the books that I read back in the seventies, I really liked Menelin back in the seventies when I was doing magic. But there's just something off about a teenager reading minds of adults. Yeah, you know, it just didn't. Yeah. I I couldn't pull it off. Uh, th- those effects tend to go flat mm-hmm. unless it was memory. 
Right. It's, it came across as like, oh, oh, y- y- you know, if, if I pick up this book, open it up, tell me what page it is, I'll tell you what words on that page. Mm. Oh, you just memorized it. Well, that's pretty cool. If, if you took <laughs> yeah. a book that's 400 pages long, you're saying that even if it was only the first word on the first page, I have to know, I have to associate that page number with that word. Yes. Um, that's still pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. But, but again, well, you're young, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait till you're old, see if you can do that. Right. Um, so those, so I kind of got away from it, but, but I had read at that time the, the, the seminal texts, which are, to me, I thought they were pretty old because they were written in the fifties, mm. the forties even. And, but no, they're, they're still the ones today. Now they've been modernized. You know, a lot of really good magic in the past can't be performed in its, in that form because, you know, they'll say, borrow a gentleman's bowler hat. <laughs> uh no you know right or or cigarettes yes. which were far more common yeah um have them remove the cigarettes even now with some of the things where we're seeing it's it's evolving um was you know there was a really good mentalist effect that we're gonna have to go under under change mm-hmm. was you would ask a guy usually it was a man uh okay I, i'm writing something down take out the change in your pocket and count it and nowadays, how many people have change in their pocket? Oh yeah, never. Oh yeah, for me or cash, <laughs> or cash, <laughs> or cash. So so now it's just like that was a good effect. Yeah. But it's no longer you can no longer use it as that because not a lot of people have change in their pocket anymore. Yeah. You know, even if you have change, it's going to be in a purse or something because we know if you go to the airport, oh shit, I got to take all this out, you know, or whatever. So so. Um, but they do have cell phones. So there's some magic on cell phones, which I tend not to like. Yeah. Because people are always going to say, oh, there must be some kind of app for that. Of course. To do it. Yeah. Even if that's not how it's done. Um, so but. so are mentalists magicians and are, me- are magicians mentalists? Is there any Boolean logic happening there? Well, um, the, the mindset is different. The mm-hmm. techniques are different. Okay. But at the heart of it, there's deception. Yes. It's illusion. Right. I'll say it's illusion. Right. So it, I, somebody put something I thought was really, really well, well stated. The magician is concerned with what is hidden from the audience. Mm-hmm. The mentalist is concerned with what the audience perceives. Okay. Right. It's 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 they're more concerned with with what the audience perceives rather than the magician is, is concerned about the technique of how am I going to you know the 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 sleight of hand I which is hidden from the audience they don't they don't they don't see it so that's where their their focus is right right but the mentalist is is more about the presentation okay and and setting that up um, you know you can kind of do the same technique couple different ways mm-hmm. and and it depends on how you uh, but again when I look at it it just amazes me when I when I see some of those as well that's really modern but I know the technique from it goes back to the 30s yeah you know and yeah. it's just some things just just don't don't change so so what happened to the bad boy movement of magic the Chris Angels and the David Blaines yeah David Blaine um, it's interesting I really thought when I first saw his special I liked it a lot uh-huh because what he did, magicians very often, there's two kinds of magic. There's magic for everybody else, and then there's magic for magicians. Magicians don't <laughs> right. see the same. They'll, they'll look at an effect. We call them effect. We don't like to call them tricks. Okay. It's an effect because it's an illusion. Yeah. I'm not really trying to trick you on it, right? Um, but they'll say it's an illusion. But there's things that magicians love. And, and most people look at it and say, eh, 
And there's other things that people really like and magicians say, well, that's really easy to do or, or that's just, everybody knows how to do that. Well, if you haven't seen it before, it's, it's, there was a guy, Derek Dingle, you can, you can probably see him on uh, one of the great things of YouTube is you can, you can Google these guys. Derek's been dead for years, uh, but find an old Dick Cavett episode from the seventies or so. And you can see, you can watch this guy at his, at his peak. He was a phenomenal sleight of hand guy. He did most of the sleight of hand. He would come up with ways of doing stuff that were really, really difficult. And you say, say well, gee, why does he do it that way? There's, there's an, actually an easier way to do it. Well, that was the whole point. <laughs> yeah. But he was doing that for magicians. Oh, okay. He was a professional and he did corporate shows. Okay. Because that was where a lot of the money was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys who, who are really well off, who do make money at magic, are guys you never heard of. Mm. Magicians haven't heard of them. Why? Because they're out there working. Yeah. And they're not selling tricks to other magicians. So in that way, it's kind of like Amway. You know, it's like, where do people get most of the Amway money comes from? Selling Amway shit to other Amway people. Right. Like, I'm going to tell you how you can improve your business. Right. Okay, send me 50 bucks, right? I'll tell you how, how you can sell more detergent, whatever, or how you can grow your business. Right. But, but so, so kind of the same way. There's guys that sell a lot of stuff, come yeah. up with great ideas. But Derek would do a lot of very simple stuff during his corporate shows because right. he was doing that for lay people. David Blaine did that. He did some real simple stuff. And when you think about it, here was a guy who was not dressed like a magician. Um, he's a young black guy coming up to you on the street saying, hey, you want to see something cool? I think, what are you going to do, sell me drugs? I mean, I know people are thinking that and they're kind of looking at this guy, is he going to panhandle me? And he just shows him a magic trick and walks away. Mm. How cool is that? That's great. <laughs> and the stuff he was doing, magicians complained about, oh, it was easy or whatever. So what? They hadn't seen a folding quarter. Right. That routine where he did that. Yes. A lot of the stuff that he did. And then other stuff, you're right, it was TV, it was bullshit. The guessing the card. Yes. You know, when well, you now, ask enough people, you're going to get it right. What about his his? I don't know exactly what they call the the either the method or the type of illusion, but you know, living in a box over New York yeah, City yeah. and those kind of things. I mean, clearly he's not holding his breath for sixteen minutes. Yeah. So so, what do you call that? What what is that type of magic? Yeah. Well, you know, Houdini Houdini did that. It was of funny course. thing. Houdini yeah. was not a very good magician in terms of doing magic. Right. Really wasn't very good. His magic shows, and he didn't have the 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 stage charisma. He's a little guy. He was kind of yeah. rough. Um, he didn't have the 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 finesse of a guy like Howard Thurston or Blackstone or something right, like that, right. or Dante. So so, but he was an escapologist. That's what Houdini was. He was an escape artist. Right. Um, now he could do some. He was in incredible shape. He made movies back then. You can still get them on on Netflix. Mm. Uh, old Houdini movies where he acted. These were these were silent movies. Right. And you can see him do some in, incredible uh, gymnastics, like uh, of escaping. Sure. You sure. know, uh, opening locks with his feet. So he could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he's shackled and there's chains on there, he's got a key on him to open the locks. Uh-huh. Now that's what's that's what's hidden. Now the fact that he swallowed it and throws it up or whatever, to me, and then takes it out of his mouth with his foot, to me <laughs> is is probably more amazing than anything else. I yeah. mean, but there were he argued with people that said Sir Arthur Conan Doyle said that he was he was a mystic, that the way that he got out of the change was he dematerialized. 
this is Arthur Conan Doyle, right. the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Right. <laughs> right. And Houdini said, no, that's not the way he yeah. did it. And he goes, no, 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 that is how you did it. You dematerialized and so, reappeared. So in Houdini's day, yeah. there was yeah. a level of danger. Oh, yeah. But in David Blaine's day, is there any level of danger? Because he's insured. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Harry wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some guys do get hurt doing yeah. stuff. There was a guy who was, I remember reading about it, some clown. He's going to do the Houdini uh, straight jacket mm-hmm. hanging from a burning rope. Right. And then he can't get out and yes. he's screaming to be let down. Right. Before the rope breaks. You know, I mean, it's like a circus. Right. Sometimes guys do get hurt. Yeah. Um, it, it does happen. Somebody got hurt at Melinda's show. Do you remember that? One of her assistants, I know, I don't she know. had an illusion called Screwed, right? <laughs> right. Where the where the the big dr- giant screw. Yes. yes. Well, she had yes. another one where again it was because she was the female. Uh-huh. It worked with the males. He was he was suspended on a sword, and during rehearsal, it sliced through the guy's scrotum. Oh, my. ouch! I do not remember. Oh that. yes, I remember reading about that. Yeah. It's like ouch. Well. Shit happens, you know. <laughs> and I know, you know, Niagara Falls has been a really big escape thing. And I know several people have been hurt. Yeah. I just don't understand why. Are they, are, you know, they, you really shouldn't actually be going over the falls and yeah. the barrel. But yeah. So after all is said and done, you've seen, you've seen the, you know, David Blaine and Chris Angel yeah. and David Copperfield and Shin Lim and uh, Ricky Jay and everything. So who, who, who is your favorite? magician not mentalist but yeah magician, magician. Oh. well i really liked ricky jay yeah and of course he's gone now but uh of the ones working today well i'll take ricky okay. jay as your full answer but yeah. of the ones working today who do you like well i try to think of somebody that people have seen right? yeah yeah um um you know one of the one of the among magicians uh, the person who who some will say is perhaps the best is Teller. Teller, yeah. you know, it, they have a great routine there, uh, Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Teller is is they're they're both very good, um, but but they're very different, which is what makes him a good team because mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, Penn does the juggling and yeah. Teller doesn't. There are things that Penn really likes. Uh, the the cardistry he likes that type of stuff and Teller it's bullshit um, so that's what makes him a really good team yeah um, but Teller is is wildly creative some of the stuff he does is just is just he's just a great magical thinker now they've yeah. had their their dark times too yeah uh, with people getting mad at them about revealing magic yeah but I don't know that they've have they ever truly revealed the trick. Without just a tongue-in-cheek version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other guy who 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 does that, he, I guess he gets classified as a magician. Uh-huh. He's really a comedian. Uh, uh-huh. is, is amazing, Jonathan. Amazing, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. And, and he'll his, expose some stuff now and then. Yeah. Um, his recent documentary is. I haven't seen disturbing. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he. The whole thing is that he. Apparently, he's quite. You know, along with his him being very bombastic. Um, he will set, he does the long con. Yeah. He will set up the fact that he's dying. Yeah. And at the end of the documentary, you don't really know, but you're pretty sure he's not dying. And he, and I don't know what it was, but it it was a very difficult thing to watch. Hmm. Um, it, nothing was revealed. It was not a, a, an, at- a, a, an attack on the magic society. It was all based on this downtrodden magician yeah. trying to make a comeback while dying. Mm. 
and it it uh, displayed his drug addiction or so you think you know he's very that may be the smoke screen yeah you know but i don't know but but go ahead he's a nice guy yeah uh, is I, he a nice guy he's a nice guy <laughs> yeah. and, and i knew a guy who was kind of down and out yeah um and and jonathan bought a bunch of crap that the guy was selling oh okay not because he really needed it or wanted it yeah but yeah, I'll help the guy out. Yeah. He's a nice enough guy. Apparently, he's quite wealthy. Yeah, or, or, yeah. yeah. So I, he's made his money. Yeah. So, so how about mentalists? Yeah. Do you have a favorite mentalist, alive or dead? Um, you know, the, 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 the was a guy who was really a, a, ahead of his time, who performed probably in the forties huh. and committed suicide at a young age, only like forty-two. Huh. Uh, it, it, there's still a lot of his stuff is being performed today. It might be, it might be updated mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You look, I said, oh gosh, that's right out of Animan. Um, our animants came up with that in 1935. Yeah. yeah. So um, he, he's somebody that that uh, that was kind of a marvel. Yeah. Um, there's guys. There's a there's a uh, a British mentalist I really like named Luke Germay. Okay. Um, he's really good. Now he's been on the the uh, the nighttime, the Fallon. Uh, uh, has he been on Fallon? I believe okay, so. Yeah, I believe Luke so. Germay is really good. He I does know. he does group stuff, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, he does group stuff. Uh, Banachek. Banachek, yes. Banachek was was uh, part of Angel's crew, right? I don't know if he was or not. He might have been. He I might think have been so. an advisor. He was he was, yeah. he was an advisor yes. and part of the Mind Freak. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah probably so. Yeah, yeah he's okay. really good. Um, you know, on the strip, if you want to see a, a, a good mentalist show, and you're an adult, he does do some adult humor. I am an adult. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Jerry McCambridge at the Planet Hollywood. Really, as the mentalist. I've never heard of him. Yes. Okay. He's at Planet Hollywood. Uh-huh. Now, what do you think about the the late night, the Fallon and the Kimmel and the and everybody else? What do you think about the guys that come on? Geller did it, yeah, with yeah. Carson, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you do you think he's those mentalists are are obviously it's a it's a it's a uh, uh, a trick. I will say you're you're tricking the audience into yeah. believing that you knew this. But is the audience in on it, or is the entire group audience not in on it, and it's just geared towards them not, you know, him, him having prior knowledge? Are they in on it? Is uh, you, you know, know? I, I, I can't say one way or another because I haven't seen their. But well, what, they, the, the, the one that the what the, the one that he did was was it was a basic one. Everybody, everybody in the audience had a piece of paper. Yeah, uh, and he said draw something and fast forward and everybody drew the same thing mm-hmm. now i can't imagine that a rabbit they the base he gave a little speech and he said this this and this and draw this and everybody including fallon drew a rabbit hmm. of one way or another now is the audience in it is in on it is it just for the watcher's entertainment or is the audience actually being fooled into, into you know, making a rabbit? Yeah, it could be both ways. I mean, yeah, I, I've yeah. seen things or there once the, the, the second way where or is to me or the first way mm-hmm. where, where people are in on it to me, it's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, to me, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's a, that's almost like an in joke. Yeah. Uh, the same when I watch Darren Brown, Darren Brown's really good. Okay. Um, okay. he's, uh, you can watch some of his stuff on, on Netflix. Okay. Last question. Sure. What is an, well, actually, it's a twofold question. What is your favorite illusion that you know how to do? Yeah. Or you know how it's done? Yeah. And what is your favorite illusion that you can't figure it out? 
the, my favorite illusion I can't figure out was Copperfield when he when his legs walk away from him. Okay. Have you seen that illusion? I have seen that yes. one. That was yes. on, a, on a television yes. special. And I, yes. I know the guy who invented it because Copperfield didn't invent it. No, okay. Um, I know the guy who invented it because he lives here locally. And at that time, I'm going back, you know, it goes back to more than 20 years. Right. He was paid, you know, a large sum of money, $60,000 or something at that time. Sure. For that. And, and because of, you know, the Copperfield is a businessman. He signs, he can't tell anybody. Yeah. And I never asked. That's kind of like, eh, you're not going to ask the guy. But okay. But I do know how uh, this guy has invented other things. And, oh. and so I kind of have an idea of the principles. But that's something, that's, gee, I don't know how he does that. I really don't know. Interesting. How he does that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think there was a, a the illusion of the of the uh, the mismade girl that I saw. It, nostalgic for me in the 70s. Everybody's seen it. Where they, they, the, 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 the magician would put the assistant. It can be a guy, but it's almost always a woman. Uh-huh. Uh, in a in a box, standing vertically. Okay. Her hand goes. You can see her face through a slit uh, through a hole. Uh-huh. You can see her stomach through a hole in a little window or whatever bo- uh, door right. in the middle. And then she puts her hand. Her right hand goes through a hole uh-huh. in the in the right, and she holds a uh, and she waves. Oh, and then yeah. the left yeah. hand goes through, and she holds a handkerchief, uh-huh. a scarf. And then he puts a metal blade about uh, right under her neck and then one above her waist and he slides the middle section out uh-huh. and you can still see the hand move in and, and everything like that and okay. puts it back. that was kind of the quintessential illusion uh of the 70s so it's nostalgic for me it was invented by a man named robert harbin okay and it's called the mismade girl um and a friend of mine bought that hmm he 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 was a clown, literally. I mean, it was his show. He was the <laughs> right. magical clown. Right, right. He paid at that time, nineteen seventy six. He paid over a thousand dollars for it. Uh-huh. And when I saw how it worked, I looked at it and thought, "That's it. <laughs> That's all." Because you're always expecting something really elaborate. Yeah. Um. And very often, no. Yeah. No, it isn't. It's now I have a question. I'm not going to. Re- I'm not going to ask you to reveal it. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be the in keeping with the show's theme. Yeah. But I do have a question. Yeah. Is the illusion based on carpentry? Oh, for that one. Mm-hmm. No. No. I can say it isn't. And okay. I look at it and say, well, gee, this is pretty simple. I could have built this myself. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Because that kind of answers the. You kind of understand what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's. I kind of thought that too. So it wasn't worth a thousand dollars. No, because what you're paying for (laughs) in magic is is you're paying for the secret. Uh, Yes. So very often you'll see uh, there's a guy named uh, Steve Spill. He does a great routine called the Mind Reading Goose. Now it's comedy. I'm sure. All right. It's just comedy. Now you can buy it, fifteen hundred dollars. Now what you get is a really nice puppet goose. Real nice puppet, probably worth hundred dollars or something. Uh-huh. But what you're really buying is the performing rights. Okay, because this is his. He's willing to sell it to you. Yeah, yeah. So only people who are pretty serious about it, okay. are willing to put in the time, are going to pay fifteen hundred dollars to buy his mind reading goose. Now, so, now, how does a magician? Is it a copyright situation? Yeah. Now, a lot of the tricks today. This is interesting. I hadn't seen this before. Okay. Uh, a lot of things will say that they'll sell you performance rights, but not for television. Oh, okay. Now, what they'll do too, is... Too, too widely... Yeah. Right. They'll say that if you want to do it on TV, you have to ask me, mm. whoever it is the inventor was. And very often they say, hey, I'm going to do this on, on Penn & Teller's show. This is how I'm going to do it. 
mm-hmm. and they'll look at it and they'll give you permission. Oh, okay. Um, but they also want somebody to go on the show and fuck it up, right. basically. You know, right. they said, hey, you know, I'm selling it to you if you want to do it for your shows locally huh. or whatever. That's fine. But TV rights, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to send it to me. So is that more of an exclusive right, meaning that the inventor of the illusion, yeah owns it still and then i'm gonna let you do it yeah is that kind of okay what's funny also about magic you think about it oh they're 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 shysters they're con men um there is a level of scholarship and and really you know uh among most of the i mean they're really the the good the, the serious people where they will do everything they can to cite their source of wherever they found this. Hmm. It could be, it could see, this is my, I have a brand new trick. I, I invented, I created this routine myself, but obviously I didn't invent the card slides. Hmm. This card slide came from this person and it was evolved through this guy. Right. And, and if they can't find it, then they'll say that. I'm sorry if somebody knows, I know that I, I can't be the only one who invented this. I think I came up with this slide, but it must be somewhere else. Okay. If you can do that, let me know, and then I'll credit that person, even if they've been dead for 85 years. Okay. So, um, and then some guys will get in hot water when they see that they took credit for something that somebody else came up with. Right. Um, things are a little bit different now with the internet. But when you did have somebody in Chicago and another guy in New York who hadn't met, and they both came up with kind of the same idea, or they both doing the same routine, you have them fighting today. Right. Over who really came up with that slide. Was it the guy from New York or the guy from Chicago? Mm-hmm. And then you'll get fighting back and forth. Well, somebody says that they saw him use it in 1934. Yeah, well, I saw know somebody who said that they saw so-and-so do it in 1932. Okay. So they'll fight about that. Yeah. To, to yeah. this day, people yeah. will do that. Yeah. Now, you're uh, uh, obviously you're a scholar of, of, of both of these subjects. Um, are, you, are, are you proficient at, at, a, at an illusion yet? Well, I went, you know, yeah, I mean, I did shows all the way through college. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still some stuff that I'm, I, I, I learned from a master, a guy who among magicians is, was one of the greatest. And he's, he died in 1994, mm. I think, Tony Slidini. He was also Ricky Jay's teacher. Okay. So, um, so I, I have that pedigree. Of saying, yeah, you know what I did was look, uh, look, look, look at what his other students did, right? right and, and I was right. just an English teacher. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are still things, other uh, things you, I, I, I find as I've gotten older, I can't quite do as well anymore. Yeah. Just because, and the other thing I find living here is that my hands are often really dry uh-huh. because even though I use hand creams on it all the time, uh-huh. it's just like, damn, I got to get in an environment that's a little bit damper than this. Sure. Sure. Okay. But I have to kind of limit it. I can't do coins anymore really very well. I just don't have the the, the dexterity Dexterity. anymore because I can't feel them. I see. Cards I'm okay with. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we need to get you on stage again. Or to begin with, I guess. Yeah, it's it's something I'd like to do. Yeah. I mean, that's what I liked about teaching. Teaching was, was, I I consider teaching a dramatic art. Uh We've all had teachers you've liked. When you think about what was a teacher you like, chances are that they were pretty entertaining. Sure. They made it interesting. Interesting and being entertaining are kind of the same thing. And we've all had teachers that were were shitty. And Jensen, why? They they made something boring. If you have a teacher that that can say, you know what, I never liked science before, but I had this one guy, he was great. Mm -hmm. You know, he told us how to make stink bombs or whatever it was that he (laughs) could appeal to kids and teach you science at the same time. That's a really good teacher. Yeah, true. You know, that's a really good teacher. Well, thanks, John. 
uh, I, I learned a lot. I, I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know and I really wanted to know. Uh, so I appreciate that. And uh, for those of you that have uh, clicked in, tuned in, uh, streamed in, uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep you informed. And we may have a, deb- a debut again of, of uh, John's mentalist powers. Uh, but uh, this has been the Invisible Maybe Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, this is episode 11, so uh, yeah. uh, check all of our past episodes. Talk about everything uh, that, uh, that that we can that interests us, interests our generation and beyond, hopefully. Uh, but it's theinvisiblemaybe.com, and you can catch us on all of the major uh, podcasting formats, uh, iTunes, Podbean, uh, uh, TuneIn, oh, Stitcher Radio. Good Lord, there's too many. There's yeah. too many, but we're on all of them. Again, theinvisiblemaybe.com, and uh, please check back with us. We're going to have a new episode very, very soon. Mm-hmm.